Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Tug Coker. Hello, Andy. I like it. That felt tired. I was just so tired. It's the 23rd of December. We're all doing our last-minute Christmas shopping. You don't have kids. I have two. I'm going into the teeth of the lion's den, Century City Mall. Looking for a Paw Patrol tower for my three-year-old. <laughs> fighting off people. Elbowing people away from the Toy Story 4 material. The PJ Mask stuff. I'm getting a green smoothie, but I'm nervous. I'm panicking. I double down and get a Shake Shack burger. I'm tired. We'll talk. We are all here for you. Thank you. Myself, Joe Prano, who will be on later in the episode on the audio portion to make our picks. So you guys get double duty today from the Twin Towers and also the Dirt Balls. I know they are here for you, but I want to say something. I don't have kids, but you can't dismiss seven nephews and nieces that I got to shop for. That's true. And... What what are your what are your thought what's your thought process and how to, to divvy up presents between seven nieces and nephews? Well, here's the thought process. I've been getting them stuff because you know a lot of them are young. As you know, the dollar can go far with young ones. So probably between the ages of what eight through babies are all of them, but one. My one niece is sixteen, so she's the only one that's older. So I went on Amazon. This is what my mom told me to do. Obviously, I can't pack all this stuff either. My mom said, dude, go on Amazon. Just ship it all to the house. And I, and I, sp- I spread it out. Like $100 basically got me six of the seven. But here's the kicker. So it wasn't that much money. Here's the kicker. My one brother texts all the brothers Saturday, December 21st. He has twins. My kids have way too much stuff. They're spoiled. Don't get them anything. And then my little brother, who has three kids, follows up with, yeah, same for my kids. And I was like, guys, not that I spent that much, but you don't let people know December 21st that you don't want presents for your kids. And I know they meant it. They don't not just saying that. So, you know, a, a little bit of playing this shit out earlier. I know you got families to work to, to, to think about, and I don't, but come on. I actually didn't get a lot of stuff from my kid, but but my place is not that big and so every little like like a, a paw patrol tower is going to eat it's, it's going to make this place feel even smaller it's um by the I'm, way i'm familiar with paw patrol oh my god i've seen every episode <laughs> because i'm up at freaking 5 five thirty in the morning i got nothing else to do but watch paw patrol the kids waking me up that's why i love coming here i was talking to jesus last week yo you don't have to ask me twice to get away from my kids i am here Ready to go. I got myself a beverage. It's the holiday break. And the, what people don't know about the entertainment industry is that it shuts down. Down. For two weeks. 
between Christmas, basically. And Hanukkah. Hanukkah, Christmas, and then through the New Year's. There's a two-week break where really no work is done. Everyone sort of says, pencils down. Yeah. We're the only ones in L.A. and Hollywood working. That's right. We're grinding it out. And I'm excited because I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about tonight. I'm excited, too. And it is late, but, um, yeah, it's time to party. It's the end of the decade. My neighbors are like, well... They went late last week, but that guy was screaming at the other guy. This other guy tonight sounds a little more quieter, a little more composed. He's not yelling at the short guy. Well, I'm going to yell at Joe, Joe later. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, you know, As always, shout out to my man, Joe Prano. Thanks for letting me keep the seat yeah. warm. I look forward to seeing you in 2020. I'm going to miss you for the rest of the year. But um, I got to give him a shout out, too. I got a Christmas gift from Prano today. It's a, uh, I wish I had it right next to me. It's a Cincinnati Reds commemorative hat of their five World Series championships. So the front of it, ha- you know, has, of course, the Reds logo. It has the five years where they've won titles. And uh, I always laugh when I see that because they list 1919 because they did win it. The White Sox also threw it. So I'm kind of like, Reds, come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like you guys are listing 1919 as winning your five World Series. You also literally had the World Series thrown to you. I'm glad you mentioned that because I also got a gift from Joe today, which was an apology uh, that Joe uh, Jacoby Brissett is a good quarterback. <laughs> really? That's it. Doesn't sound like Joe. Prano. Big of Joe. It was really big of him. You know, yeah. I, I want to say shout out to Joe for. For DMing me and saying, you know, happy holidays. And Jacoby uh, got the Colts seven wins. And um, he's, he's better than I thought. So I appreciate Joe doing that. That's really cool. Well, you can make money if the Colts close out week 17. That's correct. I ha- You know, that's really all I care about. You know, I don't really, you know, I, I don't have any reason to get into the Jacoby discussion other than I need him to uh, make money for me because I took the over seven and a half wins for the Colts at the you know beginning of well basically when they dropped it and after the third preseason game when it went from nine and a half with Andrew Luck to seven and a half with Jacoby Brissett is it true that the Paw Patrol is riding on the Colts victory absolutely I have the gift receipt ready to go if they don't win it's going right back <laughs> I actually asked them today uh, the, the, it was like a pop up Nickelodeon store I said just just out of curiosity how what are you guys uh, not popping up anymore they said December thirty first I said okay good I come, got time come on Colts I got time for Jacoby to either make or break my child's Christmas. That's right. Now, you had a great idea for today's show. You said, Ruther, we should do a top 10 sports stories of 2019. You come with your own top 10. I'll come with my own top 10. Debate, discuss, and here we are. I'm excited to see what, you know, I'm sure we'll crisscross a lot of different stories, but I think it's about the placement of where the stories are, which is what, what I'm excited about. I'll have a few off the grid. I know you have a few off the grid. Yeah. Um, so I'm pumped about it. But um, one of them is not going to be the Monday Night Football game that we watched. No. Tonight. No. Ugly. I mean, look, the Packers could find themselves as the one seed. Yeah. And you and I both agree, have they had like a defining – like that, they look awesome. Win. We well, we haven't seen that yet. Well, obviously they started very sloppy. Three turnovers in the first half. They only score nine points. But you, all, we all knew when they cut the lead, when they cut the game to ten nine at halftime, with three turnovers in the first half, we all knew everyone, 
every single person on earth, even Kirk Cousins, and every Vikings fan in that stadium was like, this game's over. Done. <laughs> you just can't give Aaron Rodgers that many opportunities and that close of a lead, like you said. Three turnovers. The Vikings had two first downs. He threw for 26 yards in the first half. Seven first downs total. Yeah. I mean, Kirk Cousins is 0-9, and, and I like the Vikings, and I think they're I don't think they're a threat to win the Super Bowl now because I think there's just too many, there's just too many obstacles in the way. Yeah, they, they may they may they may have to go to Green Bay again. They may have to go to New Orleans, and they may have to go to Seattle. Seattle's probably their best chance of, of winning a game. Uh, Look, guys have bad games. We we both agree, guys have bad games. Of course, but you can't be as a guy who saw Andy Dalton way too closely. You can't be because they are really similar. And shout out to Jay Lloyd because I'm like, can you can you create the Spider Man thing with Andy Dalton pointing to Kirk Cousins? It is. It's the same person. It's this meltdown. I know he didn't have much time tonight, but it's this habitual poor performances when it matters. Monday Night Football, primetime, playoffs, you name it. I mean, it's really just. I mean, it's mainly primetime. I mean, it's mainly Monday Night Football for Kirk Cousins. He's zero and nine. Yeah. I mean, the, everyone's beating that stat down, but that's a crazy. It's a crazy stat. stat. And he's good enough. It's totally in his head. It is. Because he is good enough. He has good weapons. I think, you know, part of the reason is Mike Zimmer is t- so too conservative. I mean, Stenka might have to weigh in on this, and, and Charlie Ryan and the guys of the Minnesota, uh, you know, Dirt, Dirt Ball Association. Yeah. But, like, they're just too conservative. Yeah. And, but, you know, and they took a shot, that, that nice little Philly special, and, you know, Stefan Diggs overthrows Kirk Cousins by a, a mile. The dive was funny. It was a very awkward dive. You should, you should see our Instagram. I did. I think I, I think I liked it. The the millennials, the, the just freaking out. Yeah, he gave it all he could. It just, it was funny just because you didn't even have to dive. You know, it was just you weren't near the ball. Uh, I agree with you, and I think it's psychological at this point. I think cousins, you should see a psychiatrist. You should do float lab. Whatever you need. You should read Andy Ruther's Black Box Thinking. Shout out to Mitch for that. Changed my life. You you just you need to do something because you look so good in so many games and then Monday Night Football hits and you're not playing well. I will say this about the Packers, though, man. They ran the ball great against that tough Vikings defense. Aaron Jones, I believe, had over 150 yards. If their D plays like how they played tonight and they can run the ball, they're going to be tough, man. I agree, and and we've made some. There's been a couple of tug nugs in the past about the Packers, and I think we've talked about when you know you and I were working er- earlier, you know, in the fall, that there's been a bit of a changing of the guard with the Packers. This is not necessarily just Aaron Rodgers' team anymore. Not even for, close. For them to be successful, Aaron Jones has to be the guy. This is the third game this year that the Packers have won where Aaron Rodgers did not throw a touchdown pass. Yeah. I believe he was 16 of like 30 for 200-something yards. A lot of people get a lot of flack for not throwing touchdowns and winning. They're seen as lesser quarterbacks, somehow Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not who he used to be. I think that's just a fact. But he's still great. He's still you know, he's still a top-10 quarterback. He had some throws, though, tonight where they were pretty awesome. I think, I think he's still top I – mean, maybe top five. I mean, is he top five? Yeah. I, I I hear the rumblings of people. 
when you say that. Now, but but what my point is that you're right. As we talked about this earlier. That Aaron Jones has to be the man for this team to excel. Um, defense does look good. The Vikings, you know, I said this on another podcast, but they have been a sieve for wide receiver ones. It happened again tonight. Devontae Adams had 13 catches and 16 attempts. Xavier Rhodes is bad. Just not what he used to be. No. You see the stat they showed? I didn't see it, no. It was some wild stat of like, eight, I don't know exactly what it was, but it was eight, maybe it was just against the number ones. There was an 83% completion rate against him. 83%, dude. I mean, Trey Waynes used to be the guy that everyone picked on last year. And so, there, and obviously there were some injuries tonight, too, for the Vikings defense. So, you know, I, a team that I think has a lot of potential. Dalvin Cook actually shows his importance by not playing tonight. But you know what, dude? I, take the injury shit out of it. I, I'm going to steal one from my, my buddy, my guy, primetime. Dion harps on this all the time, especially this time of year. That's what he was saying last night. Everybody's using, you know, like the Seahawks. Oh, all their running backs go down yesterday. Cool. Plug in the next running back. You, you know, obviously Dalvin Cook's a great running back. But this argument, guys, we're in week 17 of the NFL season. Injuries happen. They do. And you just still got to play. Everybody's got to play. Next man up mentality. The good teams don't let it affect them. In fact, the year the, the Patriots, or I'm sorry, the year the Packers won the Super Bowl. They were decimated when they went on that run. But they're going to be tough, man, especially if they get a one or two seed. And they will. They have a two seed right now. They're going to beat Detroit. Nobody wants to go through Lambeau. So my question to you, though, is without giving you away your picks with Joe Joe Prano, I'm actually going to – you're going to give away a pick here. Who's going to be the one seed for the NFC? Well, it would come, it's either the 49ers or the Packers. Yep. I don't know. Can I, can I be lame and say that right now? Sure. I mean, you're going to answer it later on the podcast, so it's fine. Marshawn is officially signed. I don't know if you saw that. I, yes, I saw that. I don't know if that matters. I don't know what his shape is. But they signed him and they signed uh, Turbin, who's also a former Seahawk running back. But again, I, th- th- my point is, I'm not making that excuse for the Seahawks of, oh, you're literally down your top three running backs. You brought a guy off the street who's been eating Skittles. That's not an excuse. You're at home. But I think right now I'm leaning towards the 49ers. Right now. It's going to be exciting though, bro. I mean, it really, I mean, I, I keep coming back to that Niners-Seahawks first game where this the Niners, they, they messed up overtime. They should have just played for a draw Instead, they punted and they get and they lost the game. And now, now they're coming down to this. It's crazy. So, if the Seahawks win, are they the two? No, no, they're the um, the Saints would be the two. Yeah, the Saints would be the two, and then they'll be the three. Yeah, but you know what? The Seahawks have lost three games at home this year. To me, it doesn't matter. And they lost. I mean, they and they won a game. Uh, off a missed field goal by the Rams. They could have lost four games in Seattle this year. They just look better on the road, including Russell Wilson. He doesn't look good at all at home. So I don't know what it is. You want to get to this top ten list? I'm excited about it. Let's do it. I'm excited. Before we do that, guys, 
If you're going to go to any NFL playoff games, get those tickets on SeatGeek, the official ticket app sponsor of the Dirty Sports Podcast. If you take a quick look at the app, they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Talk about customer satisfaction. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets together from all over the web, then they rate them on a scale of 1 to 10. And they have that amazing interactive map, which you which you can see exactly where you're sitting. And I know we talked about this last episode. You know, the new SoFi Stadium out here in Los Angeles. They don't have that interactive map yet because they haven't had any events. But that's what I love about SeatGeek. You can see exactly where you're going to sit. And SeatGeek will even give you $10 off on your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. So download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code DIRTY. For $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. And uh, it's a good gift, seriously. If you if you want to take your family out to uh, you know a play, a musical, an event, whatever it is, use SeatGeek, drop promo code DIRTY, send me a screenshot, and I will send you some koozies when I get back because I will be leaving uh, on Christmas Day. Okay. Are you, are you, ste- are you, do you want a sneak peek? I haven't seen. Do you want a sneak peek? Nope, stay true. Didn't look. Okay, so these are our top ten sports stories. I'm excited about this. And our, our agreement is to go ten to one. Yes. And then we'll talk a little bit about them, and I'll say, oh, you know, that's my number five, you know, whatever, and then, yeah, and then we'll, and we'll see what we left out. Cool. Let's do it. I think you should go first. You you are the guest in the Smut Studio. Okay, I'll go first. And I, I had some I had some difficulty with number ten because me too. There's a, there's a few choices I want to. I might even flip it from what I. From what I have uh, now, um, I am gonna go with the U.S. Women's National Team oh winning we, the World Cup. We're gonna have such different <laughs> lists that that the fact that that major list is just going to reveal how different our lists are gonna be. Well, that, that makes it exciting. I, you know what, this I, made your top ten list of sports stories. To me, it's number ten because you know why. The president of the United States mixed it up, okay, with okay. with the with the the athletes. I see where you're going. So became a national story. I think that was more interesting four years ago when Carly Lo- for all the soccer for the four soccer heads out there when Carly Lloyd had a hat trick in the World Cup final. That was probably more exciting, pretty dominant performance. But they did mix it up with the president of the United States. And Megan Rapinoe, yeah, Rapino, <laughs> I believe she goes by. I don't even know her name. Um, and for me, I left out a few other ones that we can talk about later. But for me, and I also don't think we're going to have any other female athlete stories. Uh, definitely not on my on list. this list. So for me, I'm doing it for the ladies. Could have had Coco Goff on there, the, the the teenage tennis player who made some waves in Wimbledon in the U.S. Open. But I'm going with the U.S. Women's National Team at number ten. All right. Sports moments of the year. Andy Ruther. My number 10. Now, now it's, a lot of times I'm not picking one thing. This You'll find this interesting about my yeah, list. Okay. My number 10 is how college transfers dominated college football. I thought that's an interesting storyline as we move into the future. So of the four Heisman finalists, you had Justin Fields transfer from Georgia to Ohio State. Jalen Hurts, Bama to Oklahoma transfer. And, of course, the Heisman winner, Joe Burrow, Ohio State to LSU transfer. That's why I made number 10 for me. We've never seen anything like this, ever. 
I like the idea a lot. It's not, you know, it's. I think it's. It's for the purposes of this show. I think it's amazing because I think the best band name that has not been used yet is Transfer Portal. I love it. Great band name. Feel free, all you uh, millennials out there starting a band, feel free to use Transfer Portal and just cite me. Everyone's in the Transfer Portal nowadays. But that's my point, is that the college game has changed. That's why this made number 10 on my list, is that I thought that was pretty fascinating when I was watching the Heisman Ceremony, and Burrow talked about that, which I liked in his speech and with the other guys that made the finalist with him We've never seen this. Am, am, am I correct in this? Like, we, like until, well, until well, recently. Until recently. Baker Mayfield is a part of that. But I'm saying at this rate, the rate. I agree with you. The rate is happening more than we've ever seen. I think it's. I'm. I'm a, a product of the transfer portal, having gone from William and Mary, an esteemed red shirt freshman that never played, and had a different name back then. Yeah. <laughs> Loser. Yeah, but um, no, I think it's interesting. Um, I think it's cool that uh, that Joe Burrow, and it was, it was pretty interesting to see that these guys, uh, what uh, that um, Chase Young and Joe Burrow were like teammates. That there was a lot of storylines. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's exciting. That he's he's actually the one guy who, when he gets drafted by Cincinnati, he's going to be excited. Being an Ohio guy, I think he's like pumped up to to play in Ohio. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel I feel you know I feel sympathy for the kid. You're you're heading to Cincinnati. But what if he what if he brings the Super Bowl? He won't. He eats all the chili he wants for the rest of his life. He'll eat chili for free dude, for life. Skyline for life. Dude, I'm telling you, I- I've said this to everybody. They drafted Carson Palmer. They had Marvin Lewis. The team completely turned around. They had all those weapons. It doesn't, as long as that guy named Michael Brown and the Brown family owns the Cincinnati Bengals, they will not do anything. You want to know something funny about the Bengals, which I think is so weird? A.J. Green was on their roster. They played, and Mike Clay said this on Twitter t- today. Did you see this? They played every game this year, but one with fifty-two players, like which is just one, which is just bad strategy. Yeah, they took a they took an unhealthy guy. He just got put on injured reserve. Injured, injured reserve today. That is my point. I saw that from Adam Schefter. Yeah. I saw that today. That that is a microcosm of that organization. That AJ Green was just now put on the injured reserve. You had one last player, basically. Entire year, absolutely. And but to bring it back to the transfer idea, I think it is very, it is unique because we haven't seen this at the rate that we've seen this ever before. And and a lot of times people saw transfers as a lot of old school people see transfer transfers as quitters. Yes, not playing, you know, not playing through adversity. Sounds like a boomer. It is an okay boomer because when you're a quarterback, you only have so many opportunities. I agree. You got to go somewhere that you can you can play and, and and win. I mean, and it's it's like I said recently on this show, the thought again it, it goes back to players leaving their teams at the professional level, right? Or teaming up, tug this notion of upgrading your life and doing what's best for you is somehow demonized. I feel in the sports world. I mean, I transferred from one university to another, so I can speak on that. And my feeling was. I have four years of this. Yeah. I want to maximize my sure. experience. Yeah. And that's what these, these guys are saying. I, I have four or five years of eligibility. I don't want to waste it. Yeah. Sitting behind the guy who's the same year as me. Now, I did it a little differently. I wanted to maximize an extra year of college. Did you go five years? I, I did a double major, which I knew mm-hmm. would elevate me 
into college for a fifth year. It's also elevated you in life. Yes. I mean, look at where we are now. Giant hole in the bathroom. <laughs> they're, they're fixing it when you I'm can gone. see through to the other, other apartment. They're fixing it while I'm gone. Okay, good. Let's hope. Okay, so that is our number 10 for both of us. You want me to keep it going, number you nine? Go. Yeah, it's a snake draft. All right, number nine. I didn't know where to put this, but uh, I, it had to make my list. But it's not as high up as you might think. Colin Kaepernick's NFL workout. Very interesting. Didn't make my list. Here's why. We've talked about him for so many years. He does the workout. And even to this day, we have all these odd questions. Who was behind it? I mean, we have everything from Jay-Z to Stephen A. Smith to all these other people. We finally had, I would say, movement in the situation. But we really didn't. So here I am, as someone who watches all this and was hoping that he could get on a team just to see how he play, and uh, I'm still left with a lot of questions. But it, it made number nine on my list. To me, I did make the list because it felt like a charade the entire time. I can see that. I felt like both sides were never really serious. Everyone uses an opportunity to sort of bolster their own PR claims. Yeah. And so, anyway, and I agree. There's probably going to be an article in the Athletic come out in the off season talking about the details for why they switched the yeah. location at the last minute and who did what and et cetera, et cetera. But um, I think it's important. You know, I, I like you know I like following the Kaepernick journey, but it's like I don't know what the 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 analogy is because it's like it's 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 never going to happen. So it's just it's like from a sports standpoint, it's just time to move on. Yeah. Uh, well, at this point, I like there was that glimmer. So you're saying there's a chance that's been evaporated. I mean, do I think he should be playing? Yes. Do I think sure. he will be? No. Yeah. Moving so, on. So what did you have for number nine? Tom Brady winning his sixth Super Bowl. Ooh. Number nine. I think it's important because it, he becomes the only player in the history of the NFL to have six Super Bowl rings. The The game wasn't glamorous. Didn't play great. No. It was really more of a testament. Three to three into halfway through the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, it really was a testament to how great Bill Belichick is. Oh, I think my we God. all saw, like, you know, maybe maybe not Brady, like, cementing his legacy, but but benefiting from Belichick being the, the best. Yeah. Six rings. And, I, and I'll say this, and I, and I wanted to bring this in for another reason. Everyone, I, I'm a huge Sean McVay guy. Sean McVay, I think, by his own admission, kind of got exposed coaching against the best. But here's how. Here's where I think Sean McVay showed his real inexperience. Who's the Who's the coach of um, the Packers? Lafleur. Matt Lafleur. Lafleur. Used to. And he's a, he's a guy from Sean McVay, right? So he was the Rams' offensive coordinator. So why doesn't Sean McVay take the Packers' job? I mean. If we're if we're if Sean McVay knows that I call every play for Jared Goff, he knows the truth about Jared Goff. He knows that we're going to get discovered. That this is an interesting take. There's when the 15 seconds are left, they they shut off the the mic, yeah, to, to the helmet. Jared Goff's on his own. I basically have created Jared Goff. Is it a, and 
if I'm Sean McVay, do I know it's only a matter of time before Jerry Goff gets exposed? Why didn't he? He should have jumped ship and coached the Green Bay Packers. I like this. I like this a lot. It's a. I think that's a. It's now maybe everyone's looking for a top five or what are we talked about quarterback. Aaron Rodgers probably has five years, six years left. Would you rather have five years with Aaron Rodgers or eight years, ten years I with mean, come Jared on. Goff? I mean, that's what I was yeah. saying. It's not, it's, that would have been the best move I think of all time if you take your take the Rams to the Super Bowl and you abandon ship to go to Aaron Rodgers. It, it would have turned into a top five story for us. That would have been top five. Easy, and I'm I'm thinking about tonight. And I'm like, because remember in the off season, everyone was like, "Do you, have you have you sh- if you shook hands with Sean McVay, you get an interview." So Sean McVay should have been snooping around, being like, "How can I upgrade my scenario?" By the way, how about the Sean McVay coaching tree already? Two NFL head coaches, one one and fifteen, fourteen, one eleven and three, or twelve and three. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Pretty amazing though. Maybe is it's it quarterback co- related. Maybe it's because he didn't want to leave L.A. He didn't want to live in Green Bay. I mean, he does have that Instagram fiancé lifestyle. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers can do that, too. True. Anyway. I like it, Tom. Number nine on my list, Tom Brady winning Super Bowl number six. All right. Keep it going, mm-hmm. Coker. Number eight. It's all this you. Is, this is going to be off the grid. Can't wait. This is going to be off the grid because I because I'm already seeing where we're going. Where some people are going with stories, some people are going with moments, and I'm going to go with. This is going to freak people out. I think the Kentucky Derby. I kn- you know what? When I was looking through storylines today, yeah. I said to myself, "I bet Tug uses this wild Kentucky Derby." Finish and then people forget about this dis- story. Disqualification. First time in well in Kentucky Derby history happens a little bit more regularly in other races, but the the horse that finished first, maximum security gets disqualified. Yeah, and Country House wins the Kentucky Derby, and the reason I bring this up because I remember watching this and being. Sometimes I get prisoner in the moment, and it, and it's the drama of watching this unfold where nobody knew what was happening. And you think about this. I mean, horses can't – they don't know what they're winning. They don't care at all. But to be in a position where trainers and people are making money have won all this money. Lots of money. Have it taken away. Yeah. Pretty, pretty brutal. So that's for me. Great story. Makes number eight on my list. And I'll never forget number eight because I was watching from Cincinnati – because I had to run a goddamn marathon the next day. <laughs> the, the, the marathon number two. Yeah. Within a month for you, basically. Yeah. And uh, I just remember being like, I don't want to get up at 5 a.m. to run a marathon. And it was it was raining. And I just, you know, so I'll never forget that day either. Now, my number eight, Tug, I, I assume he's on your list. Antonio Brown. He's not on my list, but he... But because I thought you would ha- take him. I didn't know where to put him. But but the saga of Antonio Brown, to, to me, he had to make the top ten. I wasn't sure where to put him. But in my memory, I mean, we've seen guys go AWOL and off the grid, so to speak, mentally. But, I mean, have we seen... We've never seen anything like this. I think I definitely think it's worthy. I'm glad you did it because I... I 
it, I, it crossed my mind. It's, it's such good timing for Antonio Brown to be on the list because hard knocks added to the, the legendary status for Antonio Brown in 2019. Yeah. The commercial, the, the video he made where he gets John Gruden's taped voicemail. Yeah. Where we get the video of him running through the, uh, the, 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 the glass door, sliding glass doors into the yard saying, I'm free. Him being the best wide receiver on the New England Patriots this year. I mean, that to me, that's like one of the crazy storylines. <laughs> is that he played one game, he balled. Scored a touchdown. Took a, took a selfie with Tom Brady. Lived in his house. There's so many storylines. And he won't stop tweeting, talking shit, apologizing. It's this giant circle. And he won't stop doing it. He's he's when Kanye was going crazy on Twitter and Kanye's whole thing. I guess some people might say Kanye's still going crazy. I see a lot of similarities between those two. And I wonder, from all reports, it says a lot of teams want him on their team next year. A lot of organizations are interested. But it makes you wonder. It absolutely does make you wonder. I mean, you look at, like, well, you know, it's not even on the, really on par, but Jan Janoris Jenkins quickly gobbled up by the Saints. I mean, people, if you can play, you still get chances unless you're Colin Kaepernick. And he can still play. Absolutely. Showed, and, showed it this year. And for the sake of my anus, he needs to play. <laughs> because basically, at the end of this year, it's under four, it's under 4,500 yards. Odell is chasing him, which... Obviously, Odell had a bad year too. Like Odell was kind of out there now too. You're like, what's going to happen with his future? I mean, that's that's like a um, yeah, like a um, a, f a footnote on the year. Just who knows what he's going to be next year? I made a mistake of drafting him on a fantasy team. You know, benched him. I mean, just not not good. So AB is my number eight in the Antonio Brown saga, which again is going on at this very moment. Who's your number eight? Well, I had it. I had it. At the Derby. You're, oh, you're, sorry. You're going seven yeah. now. Give me seven. I didn't want to put him this 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 high or low, however you're looking at it. But he had to make my list. I wish he was higher, but I was like, "Come on, Andy, just be re be realistic." OJ Simpson joins Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you hinted you hinted at this to me yesterday. I did that. This might make it. So I'm glad he, I'm glad he's here. The juice joined Twitter, and I've loved every moment of it. OJ joined Twitter in June. He's at 923,000 tweets. And here's what's crazy. I've always, and I continue to say, what's he pushing? What's he pushing? He finally pushed something a week ago. Swag. He pushed a keep up the juice for the holidays <laughs> shirt. It's uh, available on Amazon. I don't know if you guys saw this, but it's not cheap. It's a holiday juice sweater. For fifty bucks, it's a picture of OJ, and and you know I'm getting one. Absolutely, you know you know it's worth fifty bucks. So OJ joining Twitter, I you know to me it hasn't lost his luster because I don't know how much of him you watch, but it's really really funny because I think it's a combination of things. Um, he's a lunatic, obviously. There's some CTE. There's just so much in his videos and. I don't feel like no one's talking about this but me. He always laughs and chuckles 
awkwardly almost. You, you ever meet that person that just laughs? Oh, sure. When then you shouldn't be laughing? And uh, I don't know if I'll ever release this, but I have a, a full, lengthy conversation. The camera was on with Sean Merriman about OJ before you got here, last time Sean was here. It's nothing bad. It's not like I'm holding anything against Sean. But Sean and I were talking about OJ, and Sean had a few ideas, and we both were laughing. It was probably like a 10-minute conversation about OJ. And Sean's pitch was that a knife company should legitimately (laughs) have OJ endorse something or just OJ do a video with the knife. And we were kind of discussing how that would play out. And the negative press... Sean was convinced that the negative press would be outweighed by the publicity for that knife. Which I was like, this is kind of a fascinating discussion. Of like, would there be enough backlash? And yeah, I, his, think it would dest- I think it would destroy that knife company. You think it would? I do. And in, in, in cancel culture? And that's what 100%. I said. That's what I said. His response was... You know, I don't know because it's like such a random thing. It's not canceling a TV show. Who's the person who's like, I'm not buying those knives. But anyway, that's a whole other side conversation. OJ, number seven on my list. Oh, I have two, two side questions for you. One, and you made me think of it. If we were to go back in time to the, the, the OJ trial. Yeah. And we were aware that there was a thing called CTE. Would this play a part Ooh. of... OJ's defense in any way. I don't think he can because it involves some sort of level of that he that he would do it. But uh, I'm just I'm just if either one side or the other brings in CTE, maybe the prosecution brings in CTE. Well, I think it's a great point, and I don't know if you know this. Aaron Hernandez's brother, did you know this? Wrote an entire book about why he killed people because he had CTE. I mean, this this is now turning into a thing. Is that Jameis one on one? I mean, I mean, we're living, it's funny, we live in cancel culture, we also live in no accountability culture, where nobody wants to take blame or accountability. I think you're right. I mean, I, I, well, yeah, obviously I never know, but my second question to you is actually unrelated, but, but you made me think of it. Did you watch Eddie Murphy this weekend? I did not. Because he makes a Bill Cosby joke. I saw that. And I liked it because Bill Cosby, you know, obviously... His he, publicist responded. Correct, but you know, Bill, Bill Cosby obviously was crit- critical of Eddie Murphy in the '80s for being too risque or too not not, not wholesome and, and a negative influence in the black community. Yes, and Eddie Murphy's been sitting on it for 30 years and, and makes a nice little joke about. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it. So it just made me think of like the 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 comeuppance that people get, like maybe OJ, you know, with. Uh, oh, I'm sitting on stuff. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, oh, I'm sitting on stuff. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready for these things to explode and just, just talk shit to people. Actually, you know what? At the end of the day, I don't think I do. Now, Joe Prano, my co-host, a little different. <laughs> <laughs> so my number seven is O.J. Simpson joining Twitter. What is your number seven sports story slash moment of 2019? Number seven for me is the St. Louis Blues winning the Stanley Ooh. Cup. And here's why. St. Louis Blues, they were the worst team in the NHL. Great story. On January 6th of 2019. I I watched a little video earlier today about the St. Louis Blues. 
They were dead last. Yeah. January 5th. They take a road trip to Philadelphia. They have a night night off where they watch the Chicago Bears Philadelphia Eagles game where they miss the Bears miss the field goal and they're watching in Philly and they go to a private a, or a members only bar. And for those of you who know the story, Gloria became the rallying song, cry song for the St. Louis Blues. That that 80 Gloria ba da ba 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 da ba da ba da. That's enough of that. Anyway, that happened that night. They were yeah. in the bar, and one of the uh, bar patrons requested that song during commercial breaks. They all laughed, but it was like incessant. The next night, they win. They bring in the new a rookie goalie by the name of Jordan Bennington. Yeah, he they, crushed it. They win 3 nothing. They go on a three-game winning streak. They play Gloria after every home game. They get on a hot streak, and they shock the world. It's an incredible story. I mean, and, and, and you know, only a handful of people care about hockey. But you think of a team that was I agree. in last place, you know, two months before the playoffs start, get hot and win the Stanley Cup. It's a great story. It's a great story. And that's your number seven? That's my number seven. Yep. And shout out to Ryan O'Reilly winning the Con Smythe Award. I love that you have notes. By the way, Tug's notes, I got to read what this says. It says, wake, let me see. Wake, I saw, up, wake up, kick ass, repeat. Wake up, kick ass, repeat. It's an inside joke between my wife and I, but now it's known to the world. <laughs> number six is going to blow people's minds because no, this is going to be a shout out to Tommy Dewey. Ooh. My, one of my creative partners and very good friend. Also former guest of Dirty former Sports. Former guest, of course. Elliot Kipchoge. It just makes me laugh. Where are you going? Elliot Kipchoge this year, guys. He climbed Mount Everest. He climbed. <laughs> he climbed Mount Everest. I can't even say. He climbed Mount Everest. He climbed Mount Everest in no, record-breaking time. This gentleman ran a marathon in under two hours. Oh yeah! Now you're just rubbing it in. Andy Ruther ran your. When'd you run? Would you run? Uh, would you run faster, Cincinnati or LA? Cincinnati. And that was what? Like 4.30. 4.30. This guy ran it in 159.40. Yeah, fuck this guy. He, uh, It's a personal best, bested by three minutes. And the reason I like this story, I'm fascinated. It's, it is fascinating. What, what is that per mile? Do you know? I can't do that math. Someone on, on YouTube, do, do the math of 159.40 for 26.2 miles. He's a Kenyan. He's 34. And 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 running just pure running fascinates me because it's like it's some it's kind of like what your arguments about you and Joe's argument about like the, the players and athletes are just better than they were 20 30 years ago. Yeah. So I, I as a as a fan of sports I wonder like like let's say like Usain Bolt is someone going to run the 100? Are we going to see are people just evolving so quickly, training yes. people's bodies that we're going to see an under? I remember when we saw like Carl Lewis and Ben Johnson were running under ten. Like under ten was huge. Is under is under nine going to happen in our lifetime? Like when does it become? When does it bottom out? I know you're some scientists out there listening. When is it impossible for humans to improve? As athletes, I don't think it will be. I think we're just constantly evolving, and we are constantly improving. Do you think we'll see the basket raised in our lifetime? I think it'll have to. I think you're gonna have to. I mean, that was my whole discussion on the dunking—just how 
easy. It is like like I I I just think people really need to watch when they're at home and when they're not at home. You do see it right in person. I mean, we got to witness Lamar Jackson in person. It's just wild. It's a different story when you see the athletic ability of these guys. We've we've seen the three point line moved three four times. Yeah. At what point do we? I mean, you're you're saying yes. Are we going to raise the rim to 11 feet? Or, I mean, I guess. And, and you know what? Shout out to Walt Ruther. He's been saying that for years. But coming from the OK Boomer side, too easy. But maybe there's a nugget of truth to my dad. He's claimed 11 feet. I'm like, that's a little aggressive, Dad. What happens first? 11 feet or baseball stadiums push out to maximum distances? They probably won't, right? Because everyone loves the homers so much. Yeah, I'd say the rims. But this is fascinating. He ran a marathon under two hours. Yeah, it's and it's it's not official because it wasn't considered an open marathon. But like apparently, Tommy Dewey was crying. <laughs> he was crying. Now that's funny. But I agree. What's, I what's Tommy's best time? Tommy three oh eight, I think, in Boston. Jesus Boston, something like that. Christ, you know what? You know, Dewey texted me about running a marathon uh, a few months ago. He said, uh, there's any marathons. We should do one at the end of the year. But it's like somebody like him, you know. It's like it's, it's like taking your little brother out. It's like, you know, in a way, it's like he's you talking 308. Wait, wait, I'm going to do a marathon with him. At the time I'm done, he's already he's been gone for two hours. Do, do, you, th- I mean, do you think the guy could run... Let's honest question or a hypothetical. Because Elliot could ship Kipchoge. I, I, I know where you're going with this. Could, could he run, run two marathons before you finish one? No. Maybe. I mean, Nick D'Alessandro's coming. We get Elliot Chip Kipchoge to come out here in January. Oh yeah, Nick is coming, guys. Winter <laughs> is coming. I bought his. I bought his ticket today. I see he's he was in the YouTube comments earlier. One-way ticket. You ain't ever leaving, buddy. No. Hotel California. We're going to rotate. Actually, I texted Prano. He said, he's like, oh, perfect. The first week Nick's in town. I'm going to be gone for a few days. He can crash at my place. We can, we can rotate him around. I mean, you, you're always welcome to stay in my kid's room. Three-year-old, one-year-old, Nick <laughs> D'Alessandro. <laughs> I don't know. There might not be enough room when that Paw Patrol enters. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my number six. Just just for the sheer idea of like human I like achievement. I like it. I agree. I like it. And you're thinking outside the box. Yeah. Now, my number six is almost a throwback to your number seven. Again, I've lumped some things together. My number six is first titles. Love it. We had some... Listen to these first titles last year. Toronto, fascinating story. First ever non-American team to win the NBA championship. The Washington Nationals had never won a title. The Blues, which you already touched on, had never won a title. And also, this is homage to your Virginia men's basketball team. So my number six is four unique first titles. What's amazing about that is you—you actually—you killed a couple of my my my. You've 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 uh, you've you've sunk my battleship. Well, <laughs> on I, a I, few of mine. I thought you might say that, but I just thought I could. You know, I'm kind of cheating in a way, but I'm lumping together. 
first titles. Which excites me because now I can't just see what your other what your last five are going to be when a couple of these are, are are mine. But I agree, it's very exciting. We all are hoping maybe you know the Vikings could be that team. We said that in a previous podcast when one one question from the uh, Dirt Balls was like, "What team would you like to see that never won?" Yeah. As if tonight doesn't look great. And I like it. And, and I think we agree, right? You you do like to see the blue blood, so to speak, right? Everybody likes to see the Patriots and the Yankees and the Lakers and the Celtics. But it's so cool that we've had this happen with three teams that never won. And I like it. And uh, and and your and your Virginia has a fascinating story, obviously. They go from losing to a number sixteen seed to winning it all. And I had zero faith. And you were right and I was wrong. Well, you'll see them later on my list, but I agree. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that story. But, yeah, incredible. Just the run they had, too, which we'll talk about. I want to save that for mine, but great topic. Well done, Andy, for your number six. Is it, that is my number six. And what's your number five? My number five, again, I, I, I feel like I'm totally cheating here on lumping things together, is now the not one but two power teams in the NBA, in the city of Los Angeles. I, I I just felt like I couldn't think of another time in history where you had two teams who play in the same building, especially in basketball. Most most cities don't have two teams, obviously. But, but it's a fascinating time, not just in L.A., but for the whole sport. You have the Clippers, especially even after today's wild athletic story with Kawhi Leonard and, and his uncle. And that he was asking for all these illegal things. Yeah, great story. So you have you have Kawhi, who everybody thinks is going to L.A. I'm sorry, go, you're going to the Lakers, I should specify. And then they suddenly get Paul George. But the Lakers, obviously, they're playing well. They've lost three in a row. But they have Anthony Davis and LeBron. You have four future Hall of Famers playing against each other in the same building. And I just find that as a fascinating storyline that's going to be prevalent for probably a couple years in the NBA. And I and I've and I said this with Prano, we've never seen anything like this. We think about this. We could have a Western Conference Finals tug with two teams playing in the same building. Therefore, I've argued I think the Clippers are smart. The number one seed doesn't mean anything because the road games, in a way, are home games. I mean, which is probably why Adam Silver is trying to get ahead of it and say, hey, let's reshuffle. And you know, I didn't want to get into it too much, but this idea, you know, that's been... Yeah, Joe and I talked about ...released it. by the NBA. Like yeah. Maybe the reshuffling of seeds. So maybe they will have... They thought, like, hey, let's get out of the Western Conference and let's have the Clippers play the Lakers in the finals for the next now, two years. Now, I don't know if my bias living in Los Angeles played... It probably did, I'm sure. Played into this making my number five. But again, this... This is the storyline, right, of the NBA season. It's Lakers, Clippers in the same building. It's got to be. We haven't seen this kind of collection of talent in one stadium since Eli Manning of the Giants and Mark Sanchez of the New York Jets in the 2011 season. This kind of dominance, it's hard to find. At uh, old East Rutherford? That's right. <laughs> Little O.E. Rutherford. Yeah. Well, that is my number five. And for all those reasons, I I put them into the top five. My number five stays in the NBA. 
and it's the only thing that's not an ev- uh, event. It's the uh, the discussion between the NBA and China. Ooh, we're starting to match up pretty closely. <laughs> oh, seeking a, a little a little glimpse ahead. Ooh. To me, this story should be higher. I agree. But I'm not because I wanted to uh, encapsulate some of the sports moments. And I don't think this, this conversation's finished. It should be the sports topic of the year. It, it, it somehow has been put into the back closet for the time being. For some reason, people aren't. I haven't heard any discussion from outlets saying where, where LeBron is going to games and people are throwing out, you know, free Hong Kong or anything like that. So somehow it's been it's been it's been muffled a little bit, kind of like the free people of China who have been muffled from having free speech. That's correct. Um, it's a conversation I think that that needs to be continue to be stoked. Yes. Um, I'm interested to see how it plays out with regards to the relationship between the NBA and uh, China, but I think. Um, yeah, it's a big, big story. I agree. It's a huge story, and I'm shocked kind of the development of where the story has gone because I think you're right. It, it's died down quicker than I thought. But why I think it's definitely a top five is we've never really seen this. We're now, I don't know if you want to call it woke culture, more social awareness, is so prevalent in a mainstream sport with the best player, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you've never seen it where it all kind of came to a head in this matter. You've never seen this. Where you've had people genuinely mad at LeBron who were LeBron stands like myself. Like, 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 I, like and this is true. They, they, have you seen the new Nike commercial with LeBron? I have not yet, but I'm aware it's really good. They're running it a lot. And it was on the other day. It was on yesterday. Prano and I were watching the Cowboys-Eagles game. And and I said to Joe, I said, I, I just can't. I just can't. I'm sorry. I know LeBron's done a lot of good things. I just can't. T- I LeBron, he's killing it this year. I've enjoyed watching Lakers games. I can't take you serious. And I said that when all this went down. I can't take you serious when it comes to any social issues anymore. Sorry, bro. I tapped out. I'm done. You could maybe win me back. But I'm done. Like, when I watched that commercial, I'm just like, okay, cool, whatever, dude. I never watched a minute of the shop, and I won't. I don't care about your opinion anymore because you were chicken shit, plain and simple. I'll watch you ball on the court, but, you know, it's fine. You know, you know, Dwayne Wade came out the other day was talking about what it was like to raise a gay son Yeah. in today's society, especially as someone where he said he had to kind of he he learned that he had some bias, um, and he had to be kind of Gabrielle. You only kind of pulled him out of that. Yeah, and, I, and it was very touching and very loving for, to hear a, a, a dad talk about his son that way. And it was interesting to me that people can still, as you should, you should your son should always be number one. But I it, it just it just reminds me that people are just so NBA players are so thoughtful socially and to have the to have the, the China's just a blind spot it's just a blind spot yeah and but it's not but uh, I don't want to just put this on LeBron it's not just LeBron as we know no I'm, and it's, I'm not either it's Steve Kerr it's Popovich it's it's, it's everybody and 
and it's it's just it's it's disappointing. It's what it is. So that's night number five. I like it. Do you have a number five, or is it my four? It's your number four because my number five. My, my number my number four uh, is a piggyback on the first time winners, and also the two mega powers in L.A. My number four is plainly Kawhi Leonard. Huge story this year. From winning a championship to leaving that team to joining the clip the number two team in LA, scoffing the Lakers, forming his own team, the new Sam Amick article in The Athletic everyone should read, talking about the behind-the-scenes trials and tribulations. Everyone mem- members or, for, or forgets the uh, quadruple doink shot against the Sixers to get them there where he's in the corner to get them just to the eastern conference finals eastern conference final where it's just bouncing around yeah incredible moment had that drake spin on it had had that drake spin on it and um and he takes down the warriors so an incredible year yeah and for me it's an easy top five maybe could be higher but i don't think they'll be unless Maybe he takes down the Lakers, and that's the greatest thing that he'll ever do, but this is the greatest year of Kawhi Leonard's life. I love it. Number four. I love it. So, in a way, we flip-flopped. Yeah. My number four was NBA in China. Oh, nice. So, so in a way, we flip-flopped because Kawhi obviously led my L.A. power yeah. for number five. We're starting, to, we're, starting to, we're starting to sync up a little bit. We're starting to sync up a little bit. So, my number four is NBA in China, and I think we've said it all about that. Yeah. Okay. Are we on to the top three? Let's do it. My number three sports story of the year, the Astros cheating. <laughs> yes. We're, we're in sync a little bit because mine's related. This story is fascinating because, again, you're not hearing much. Guys, we're talking about World Series titles, championships, you know, ALCS. We're talking about Hall reg- of Fame eventual, you know, yeah, pedigrees. Yeah, regular season numbers, records. Like this is major. This is for sure top 3 for me. How long was this going on? To what degree? There are so many ramifications of this. To me it's a 100% top 3 story and I feel like baseball doesn't know what to do. Nobody's talking about it. Obviously, we're in NFL. We have NBA going on. But baseball's just around the corner. Those pitchers and catchers will be reporting in a couple months. Not even a couple months. Less than that. It's a major problem. And it's also a major controversy and scandal for the league. And the league is focusing on nets. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Get that shit out of there, Major League Baseball. You're focusing on the wrong thing. You're talking about a major cheating scandal. The biggest one we've seen since Pete Rose. They weren't even cheating. He was just betting. It's, it's steroids is bigger than that's right. Yeah, that's true. But so that's my number three is the Astros. Mine is correlated. Mine is the Washington Nationals. Why are they related? Obviously, they beat them in a 
big Game 7 World Series yeah. event. My question, too, before we move on is, uh, are, to the Dodgers fans out there, hit me up on Twitter at Tug Coker or hit, or hit Dirty Sports up. Do you guys do you guys feel in any way you know, cheated? Cheated? Do you feel cheated? Yeah. I mean, they they made now Michigan didn't win the the championship games, but but they took down banners, fab, you know, final four banners. I'd feel cheated if I was a Dodgers fan. How can you not? I mean, in the NCAA, which is we all agree is terrible, revokes titles. If if this if this story ends up being you know deeper, someone digs deeper and learns certain moments, you know, where I don't know. What if what if the Astros have a, it's just like the Patriots? There's a do your job guy who's just banging on a garbage can. <laughs> you, you, know, you think it's like it's like the Vuvuzelas in the World Cup, and it's just the guys in, or the Raiders, you know, drum, drum beat guys. That was it all along. But the Nationals for me are number three. Amazing Cre- story, incredible story, as Andy alluded to, first time winners. But also just the journey. Um, had Bryce Harper. Yeah. You know, you know, to borrow Bill Simmons' Ewing theory. Addition, addition by, by subtraction. subtraction. Very good. They get on. I mean, they get hot. They they they're down in the uh, the play in game, wild card game against the Brewers. Howie Kendrick hints a grand slam against the Dodgers in the fifth, uh, f- fifth game of the ALDS, I guess it was. Yeah, NLDS. NL, thank you. He does it again in the World Series. Incredible run. No team wins a home game in the World Series. Wild. Just an amazing story. So, and they beat the Cheaters. Yeah. A team that you know, I I think they they do a lot of things right, but because um, you know the book came out this year, Astro Ball, I think came out. Everyone was talking about how revered, you know, their their worst to first resurgence is. There's a there's a conveniently deleted chapter where they teach you how to <laughs> cheat. I believe that one was written by Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So number three for both of us, baseball. Yeah, nice. My number two, you talked about it earlier, but is my alma mater, UVA. Men's basketball winning the national championship. As you alluded to earlier, losing the year before to a 16 seed, making history. Who was that? University of Maryland, Baltimore County? That's correct. Are they the Terriers? I believe that's also correct. Look at me. I actually have no idea. I think they are. I think they're the Terriers. Um, and, the, and, and similar to how the Nationals did it, the run that the UVA went on. The um, incredible shot against Purdue to send them into overtime. Yeah. Then going to the Final Four, where I attended, hitting crazy free throws, controversial free throws, and then, of course, winning in overtime against Texas Tech. An incredible, incredible run. It's my number two story of the year, Virginia Cavaliers. Well, my number two and my number one were very hard. I, I could flip-flop these, to be honest. I could. My number two, and he hasn't officially won it, but he's going to. Lamar Jackson winning the MVP. Mm-hmm. And I thought long and hard about this. One, no one saw this coming. No one. I don't care what anybody says. Find me. Tweet at me. Find me anybody who said Lamar Jackson's going to win the MVP. I've got I, Scott Barrett did it. It works for 
Pro Football Focus. Oh, he did. Yep. Okay, well, that just shot down that theory. But you're, but you're right. And I, and actually, I'm a big. I actually bet uh, the Ravens to win the um, the, the division. And I and so I because I'm a big Lamar guy, but I didn't see this sort of meteoric rise of, of second year. And this is why Lamar is number two for me, and could be number one. Like I said, this was tough for me to choose. He's not just winning the MVP. What he's doing out there, and I've been critical at times. He is literally changing the game, at least right now. You, you just you can't deny that. He's changing the way it's being played. And what he does, like when I'm watching that Browns game, and I posted this on social media, when he when he stops and basically begs the defender to come up to him, and he kind of fakes, he is definitely the equivalent of a guy breaking ankles in the basketball court. That's what he does when he runs. He doesn't have to throw, and he doesn't. Look at his numbers. He doesn't throw the ball that much. That system and that scheme work so well, unlike anything I've ever seen in my entire time watching football throughout my life. Have you seen anything like this? Not, not, not in one year concentrated, but I, I mean, we talked about this before, but Greg Roman, who's the offensive coordinator, has been a part of the reason that Michael Vick was successful, part of the reason Kaepernick was successful. And now he's doing with Lamar. He probably should be a head coach next year. So I'm interested to watch the scheme without Greg Roman. But incredible year. I've I've been a Lamar guy. Yeah, I was last year. Now I I am interested to watch. I at, at first thought when Cleveland it was close in the first half, or early on in the game, I was like, I'm wondering how much when people scheme them a second time. Yeah, I was thinking that too. It's going to matter, but but Cleveland's defense. But also, it'll be it will be, I will be curious to see in the playoffs. I agree because they're going to play a lot of teams in the again maybe maybe the Chiefs, and maybe, Chiefs, maybe the Patriots. And Chiefs D is playing great right now. Yeah, and the Patriots. You're right. So basically, he's seeing somebody a second time. Even the Texans, who they obviously destroyed, but they destroyed all those teams. Minus the Chiefs. But I'm just saying, I'll be curious to see, but what he's doing right now, you just can't deny it. So Lamar Jackson, again, winning the MVP and what he's doing, basically the state of football is my number two. Do you think that the Ravens will beat the Steelers without Lamar this week? Steelers need the win. Who is it? Uh, RG3. I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'll tell you this much. I am leaning towards the Ravens do not make the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm siding with my guy, Dion, who made a bold proclamation last night on uh, Game Day Prime. Who, who does he like? Patriots again to make it. But now Dion is such a big Brady and Belichick guy, and and how can you not be? And that's kind of his thing: is dude, come playoffs, let's let's see who who knows again what it takes to win. It's not about having the flashy numbers and the big game. It's just knowing what to do to win. I I just I think the Ravens. It's gonna be even though they have home field. By the way, home field doesn't mean much to me. It doesn't on some of those teams like. Like, especially going against the Patriots. 
Um, they're they're probably going to have to beat the Chiefs and the Patriots. That's not easy, man. So I so if you had a gun to my head right now, I'd say I do not think the Ravens are making the Super Bowl. As as great as I'm talking about them, I've said it too. Take Lamar outside of it. I think a loss is good. Dude, they haven't lost a game so long. They've had they they just haven't felt that. I mean, they've been smoking people. Minus the San Francisco game. Yeah. 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 This 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 playoffs is gonna be crazy fun. Oh. We have no idea. I mean, it could have been shock. It just could end up being one one versus one, but you gotta feel like you know, every team minus the Texans my, or the or the Bills. My boner for the NFL playoffs. It's already here. Boing. Yeah. And, and and you know who gets to see that firsthand? Because he'll be here. Nick D'Alessandro. <laughs> oh, no. Nick will be oh, he'll, no. he'll be sitting on my bed filming me as I'm watching the games on the couch. <laughs> and he'll be like, what did I sign up for? So your number two was UVA winning it all. My number two was Lamar Jackson winning, yeah. winning the MVP. So number ones. Do you want me to go first to you? I already know who you're going to have because you haven't said him yet. It's too, it's, too, <laughs> it's too obvious. Well, let me let me tell you who I didn't say, just for fun, right? I didn't say Andrew Luck retiring. Ooh. Quite, a, quite a story this year. That's wild to me. I didn't um, mention the uh, AAF opening and folding. The American Alliance Football League. Correct. One month. Because I couldn't pay anybody. Yeah. I didn't mention Andy Ruiz winning the heavyweight championship of the world, upsetting Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Shout out to the other fellow Andy out there. That's right. And I didn't mention, for you soccer heads, Liverpool winning their sixth Champions League all we're all, the time. We're all glad about that. I also didn't mention the Angels throwing a combined no-hitter to raise up and support their fallen teammate yeah tyler skaggs of course there's only one person that could be number one in 2019 because it could be the story of the decade that's right golf fans it's tiger woods tiger woods y'all story number one so much hate coming out of the smut studio (laughs) for most this year tiger woods hadn't won a major since 2008 he's done they said. He'll be back when he finally wins a major, they said. Well, he does it. He wins the Masters. And not only that, he captains the President's Cup, plays in it, goes 3-0, and and wins the title. Tiger Woods is the number one story, sports story of 2019. His number 10 was Women's World Cup, and his number <laughs> one was Tiger. Because I knew where you were going. You're going meat and potatoes. Oh, really? That's what I did. Well, we'll That's see. What I did. We'll see. Well, my number one is Andrew Luck. How can it not be? How can it not be? No one saw this coming. No one. He had a monster year last year. Behind a monster O line, they gave up the fewest amount of sacks. They won a playoff game. They're Super Bowl contenders. How is it not number one? No one's. Dude, if you looked at, if you looked at sudden professional sport retirements, he's got to be in your top five. 
I mean, Gail Sayers played like what six or seven years. I'm talking, you know, come on. Times when we were live. Yeah. Obviously, Michael Jordan, his first retirement. Yep. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. Yep. Calvin Johnson. I think so. <laughs> Fucking Detroit, man. Get it. To, <laughs> get it together. But but that's what I'm saying. Like it's up there. Like again, you talk about you'll never forget. I I never knew what I was doing. I was sitting because I, I do this a lot. I sit on the floor and I lean against the couch and watch the TVs. I was sitting on the floor. It was an August day, and my phone was blowing up. I was there was preseason NFL or some shit, and I was watching some bad sports. And Prano was texting me, like right when it broke, the tweet. And to me, it, it just because it changed. He was a surefire Hall of Famer. If he continued to play, I agree. So I just think someone of his skills and of his ability. I, I mean, for him, I'll be honest. It, it's I'm going to use the word. It's offensive that it's not on your list. Like how how's that not on your list? Well, it was an honorable mention. You know, definitely something that I thought about, but um, I think I was leaning more towards you know championship moments, um, and and big and big themes to being my top ten list. But I think it's a big story for sure. I think the Antonio Brown saga to me is more of a sports story than Andrew Luck for me. Okay, but um, yeah, I mean it's a it's a, it's a crazy story. I mean, but it also paved the way for a really good quarterback in Jacoby Brissett. Um, you know, so we'll just have to see. But uh, It's so funny. Our number ones could not be more different. And again, I, I felt I could have the Lamar Jackson story. You know, I'm such a football guy, though. Like, like I really am. At the end of the day, that's my bread and butter. That's That's the boner stuff that I get. I get the boners over here. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's the football. I I I eat, sleep, and drink NFL Network. Now I am watching more NBA. Prano was talking about that yesterday. I mean, he can tell. He's like, he's like, you're watching the most. I'm watching the most NBA I've ever watched in my entire life at this point. Like, it, it's the, the truth is, college basketball is just, it's just the product. It's just you can't compare. No, NBA is – I mean, I, I said that the very first time I met you guys, was like, as much as I love watching college sports, like, I, for me, I, I like watching the pro games better because it's just I, – I don't know why, because it's their job, you know. It's just yeah. more, more refined. You it know? Does, and I'm like you. It doesn't mean I don't, I don't watch college basketball, but I've noticed it's tougher and tougher to watch. But, again, obviously football dominated my list. But Andrew Luck for me, that was just a wild story. It, w- it was crazy. I mean, I remember it too because he was at the game. Yeah. He, he was on the sideline. People started reading about it on the sideline got, on their phones. He got booed. By his own team. Out of the stadium. Shame on Colts fans. People already knew. The, the other teams, other players on the team must have already known. I, I think, I think that the, the organization kind of knew because they were making some. Let me ask you this. Yeah. You think he ever comes back? I don't. I don't either. From everything I've read about him, that's just a part of his life, or was a part of his life. He's a smart guy. He's a deep guy. The Colts also let him keep twenty-four million or whatever it was. I mean, yeah. twenty-four million. It's people. For, I mean, you guys, we all know this. I mean, maybe there's a couple of you, you know, million millionaires out there. 
You, th- you think we have millionaires? Andy listening Ruther. To the show? Andy Ruther is one of them. Um, just just sitting on. He actually sits on actual cash underneath his bed in the smut <laughs> studio. Actually, I have a pillow made of cash. That that'll be Nick's pillow when he sleeps <laughs> on the smut studio couch. It pays me a brick for every episode that I guest host. But like this guy retired, and he got a he got he got a, a you know, set you know send you off into the setting sun. Check for twenty four million dollars. That's more money. That's more money than we'll probably ever see. Don't say ever. I mean, I hope not. But you know, you don't need to do a lot of things when you get twenty four million dollars. Yeah, I know. You can upgrade that that beard situation. Seriously, the neck beard. What's he doing? Come on, come on, Locke. <laughs> it's a great story. I mean, I remember because um, a fantasy league that I was in had just drafted, and some people drafted Andrew Luck, and then the guy retires. Uh, was that a terrible day for his the Twitter feed, the parody Twitter feed? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it once. I've never gone back to it. I'm looking right now. It still has 533,000 When was the last followers. time he posted? Because the dude was selling merch. Well, he posted a merch thing. No, you're right. He hasn't posted since he wrote the final, basically the final farewell. August 25th. I wonder who writes that. The, uh, the Athletic did an article on it. I mean, you're just sitting on 533000 Bro, monetize that shit, fam. Yeah, seriously. What do you want for it, bro? I mean, turn it into like the Derek Carr, you know, Deputy Derek Carr, and <laughs> start writing stuff like, I don't know. De- Deputy Derek. Turn it into, no, do a complete 180. Turn it into what's going on inside Antonio Brown's. Like, dude, could you even do an Ant- uh, Antonio Brown parody because he's already so crazy? Like, inside Antonio Brown's head. You couldn't do that. No. I agree. That was a good list, Doug. I liked it. Fun list. And then and it brings me to... Honorable mentions? Well, I, I threw a couple out there already. Um, but it actually brought me to a bigger point that I wanted to bring up, which was best of the decade. Ooh. Now... You told me to do that, and I forgot. Well, that's okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw some out there, and I'm going to get your opinion. Now, I think the dirt balls out there, if you liked our list or disliked our list, I think you should hit us up on social. I like it. Let us know who whose lists you liked better. And let us know who we missed. We might have missed something big. I don't know. I'm sure we did. I'm on I got dad brain. I'm I'm buying Paw Patrol stuff and you know, I forget yeah. some stuff. But T- tweeted us at the Dirty Sports, at Tug Coker, at Andy Ruther. Sports moments of the decade. Maybe there's some overall themes that we're, we're you know that we're missing, but I'm going to ask you about some some. I think you already know my moment, actually. Well, I'm going to give you a couple things out there. Philly special, the Tua comeback against Georgia, championship game of the decade. Oh, oh I forgot about I forgot about a top ten honorable mention, the pass interference call. Yeah. By the way, that that was. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. It actually changed the NFL. I'm glad. That was on my honorable mentions. That was on my, does this make my top 10? Yeah. Great point. So that's a, that's something that you and I both uh, you know had eyed. 
because now 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 games are slowed down oh <laughs> because of this dear god of this one horrible call yeah that, that no one ever changes now i don't i don't know what the percentage is but it never it never is overturned i think it was like 10 out of 75 or something i also had jared goff's contract that's a good one just as on, the reason it's an honorable mention is because i think teams are now going to start saying eh fuck you you're not worth that money like i think i think nfl teams have realized these contracts basically hinder your team from moving forward. And it couldn't be more obvious. I mean, even look at Wentz. Like, like is that, that Wentz contract is not worth it. Get out of here if you think it is. But Wentz, like, I think Wentz, you, you, you hate the injury thing. But Wentz has had a terrible, you know, the offense has been, they, they've been dismantled. No, like, I agree. But even the big contracts... I think it's the running back big contracts that we're going to see first. Before we see the quarterbacks yeah. get you know broken down, I think people are going to think tw- really think twice about running backs. Like, what was Russell Wilson's? Four years? Not sure exactly. He earned it this year. Definitely. Does he? But that's what I'm saying. Does he earn it? And I didn't think they should have given him that. Does he earn it the next few years? I mean, you look at guys like Patrick Mahomes is going to earn it. Absolutely. You know, I t- I texted some friends of mine yesterday at the Cowboys Eagles game. I said this is the this is the drive that, that's going to pay Dak or not, and it didn't. So I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens with Dak's contract this year. I had a uh, a dirt ball. Sorry if I forget your name. Slid into my DMs. Ow. What would happen if Tom Brady went to the Patriots? I'm sorry, went to the uh, Cowboys. They're gonna win six Super Bowls. Because the Cowboys, yeah. It depends on the coach. I mean, is uh, at this age? I mean, like he literally goes next year. Yeah. Do they have a team? Ah, uh, man. I, you I, give Tom Brady those weapons, that running back, that O line, that defense. Come on. Yeah. Come on, bro. I still don't think they win the Super Bowl. They win 12 games next year. How can they not? His experience? Who are they going to get? That's my question. I mean, Mike McCarthy, who I predicted last year would be the next Dallas Cowboys coach. He interviewed. Interview with the Panthers today. Yeah. I don't think that's I don't think that's a good move for the Panthers. I heard that and I just chuckled thinking of yeah. Joe Prano. Yeah. Also, they trashed the reputation of Cam Newton. Are they going to bring Cam Newton no. back? No, they can't. So, but they they have no answer. They got to draft somebody. They, they they drafted Will Greer in the third round. They refused to play him over Kyle Allen. Well, they played him this week, and he was I, terrible. It was ter- they knew, they knew they messed up. They drafted him in the third round. So let's do our top ten moments of the decade. So here here's some moments I'm just throwing out there, and just just like. You're saying of the decade, the number one. You're not. You're never going to say this, but for the soccer heads, uh, I might be saying it wrong. Leicester City. Leicester. Leicester or Leicester? I think it's yeah. Leicester. Five thousand to one. Yeah. Wins the Premier League. No, I know. Two thousand sixteen. For Joe Prano, the Bartolo Cologne home run. And then I have a couple of these. I think we should do a poll on on social media. Cubs World Series. Tigers Masters. Oh, God. 
LeBron's with the Cavs. There we go. Nova over UNC buzzer beater. Malcolm Butler interception versus. I think it's a no-brainer in my opinion. And the last one I'll give you is the Iron Bowl uh, field goal return, whatever that move was play was called. Wild. I mean, to me, this is a no-brainer though. How is it not the Cubs over the Cavs? This this is where I think the debate gets interesting. Ooh. Cubs versus Cavs. I think it's probably Cubs too. But Cavaliers, what they did down uh you know, down, down three, three one. one. The way that game ended. Just and I'm you know, you guys are even bigger LeBron fans than I am, but like immortalized by the block. I don't know. I th- I think it's it's hard to remember, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know if it's baseball or or if it's basketball. Well, or baseball it's, was it's, interesting. There was. Can you remember indelible moments? There was a rain delay. The rain delay. It went ten innings, right? It went ten innings. That's all I remember. Chapman was in. You remember that? Yes. He basically blew the save, right? And then they came back and won. That's right. And I, I believe I could be wrong on this. I believe Chapman blew the save, but he ended up getting the W. It was in Cleveland. That's right. I remember the Cavs players were there because that's what would have been so wild, right? They won the title, then yeah. the, then the, then the Indians win the title. It's just for me, it's tough because obviously the city of Cleveland had not won a title for so long. The Cubs had not won a title for so long. Ooh, it's tough. It's really tough. I'd, I'd be interested to hear what Prano's thought is, too. So make sure you ask this on the podcast uh, later on. It's tough for me not to say Cubs, though. Now, obviously, the Warriors had won 73 games. Those are great stories. And but and, and let's give an honorable mention. Aaron Hernandez. The fact that you did <laughs> the, the fact that you did I mean we have an award on Dirty Sports named after him, the Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year Award, which by the way, the finalists will be announced at the beginning of the year. You excited about that Netflix series on him? I am excited. I th- I, th- I said this to you on a text that you that the Dirty Sports should do a recap show like after The Walking Dead, but for this documentary. I love it. Nick's going to be <laughs> Nick's not sleeping. <laughs> Little does Nick know. Nick, you're coming to work. You know, time is a crazy thing. Yeah. I'm sure you think about this too. You think about like, oh, it's one decade. But one decade is crazy. The beginning of a decade versus the end of the decade. I looked up the Santonio Holmes Pittsburgh Steelers catch was in this decade. Wow. The James Harrison run back of that Super Bowl was in this decade. You know, we're all. You know how long ago that was? You know how long ago that was? I was still living in Savage Town here, but I was living in a two bedroom, the complete other end of the building, which is basically a different apartment. I was in a two bedroom. I watched that Super Bowl. In there. You're like, I was 30 yards away from where I live now. That's how different this decade was. No, bro. (laughs) It's the other other side of venice basically <laughs> it's true it's true i'm wearing an indiana state sweatshirt tonight to you know commemorate my decade because one of the highlights of my my decade obviously playing larry bird on broadway love it 
So I want you to ask on social media, bigger sports moment of the decade, Cubs win World Series, Cavs win NBA championship. But I have to agree with you. I think it's down to those two. I agree. It's got to be. The other highlight that no one's going to care about at all is I looked it up tonight. Landon Donovan scores a late goal versus Algeria in 2010 World Cup for America. And if you're watching that game, you're going absolutely nuts. I remember it. You want to hear? You want to hear a story? You're on the other side of this building. Uh, no, because at that point I moved in here in January of 2010. That was yeah. the Summer World Cup. Yep. I uh, I was working as a as a waiter and bartender at Hotel Oceana, and I went out with the Hotel Oceana crew. It was the, I believe. Could I, am I wrong on this? Was that the same night the Lakers beat the Celtics in Game Seven? Uh, it's very possible. They had a World Cup. Let me put it this way. They had a World Cup. We were all at a bar celebrating the Lakers win. I go out with a bunch of people I work with. Uh, they participate in some uh, some booger sugar for those <laughs> for those of you who uh, – cocaine. So, you, you know, I, this is true. I've never done cocaine, thank God, because I'm just – it's not my thing. And uh, so they were like, we've got to stay over the World Cup. So, you know, what makes you stay up? Cocaine. So we we drink all night. Or no, then this is a humble brag. They were like, Ruther can just drink beer to stay up. We need cocaine. So we go, the dude had this great like theater. He had a theater in his apartment complex in Santa Monica. It was like a really nice building that he lived in, Tug. So imagine like five idiot guys go in to watch the World Cup. The game started at like 4 a.m. Yeah, it was so early. Yeah. South Africa, I remember. Yeah, and they're out of their mind. The Lakers had just won the title. So all of L.A. celebrating. And uh, I just remember we watched the whole game, and I walked out of there, and it was like 7 a.m., and I remember I had to be at work at 1 to wait tables, and I was like, oh, I got to go home and get some sleep. And uh, I went home. You know, how, you know how it is. You get no sleep, and I show up to work, and, like, <laughs> everybody had called off but me. <laughs> and, my, and my manager was like, we're so far behind. Like, you got to, like, do – like, I had to do all the shit I didn't normally have to do, and I was like, Dude, this is what I get. This is what I get for not doing blow. <laughs> like, like I'm punished, and for showing up to work. And I believe that was that was the Algeria game with Landon Donovan. You have like flecks of cocaine in your system, but it's like it's like natural cocaine. Yeah, just the upper that you you already have in the system. Yeah, it's a isn't it funny special breed. Isn't it funny the things you remember though, like with sports? This this is why I always love. I I have like I have a very I feel like you are too. I'm a very nostalgic person, and and my mind goes so many places with sports and music, and I think that's normal, but especially those two, like, when I hear a song, my mind will just go somewhere. Definitely. Music, music for sure. And there's a couple great videos on YouTube that you guys should look up, like, uh, moments of the decade. Really entertaining. Yeah. Fun, like, takes you right back to these moments. You know, whether or not they're the ultimate stories line, but you like, you know, when, when Villanova hits that buzzer beater or, you know, w- you know they, they do a great intercut, this video of a couple moments where Col- uh, Bartello Colon is trotting around. Prino was there. I, in San Diego, right? How wild is that? I know. He was at the game. So they, they, they do a nice funny cut of like him trotting around and they intercut like other sport moments. Well, speaking of at the game, you and I, I mean, talk about moments of the decade. The best live sporting event that I witnessed in this decade that Chiefs-Rams Monday Night Football game. That was a great game. 
probably the best, definitely the best football game I've been to. And I've been to another great one. I went to the, I've been to two of the top ten scoring, highest scoring games of all time. I saw Peyton beat Tony Romo 51-48 a few years back. Wow. So, but that game was awesome. Because, you know, I didn't, people forget, like, it was supposed to be Mexico, got moved. Shakira, Shakira, Shakira. Yeah, that's right. And um, everyone was scoring. Everyone, like, that was the go- vintage you know what I always, golf, whatever golf. I don't know what vintage golf is now. but You know what I remember? You know what I love about that game? Prano goes to get a beer and a pretzel. Like, I didn't leave my seat the entire game because the scoring was nonstop. Prano leaves. I mean, how long could he have been gone? It wasn't that long. He gets a beer and a pretzel, and he comes back, and no lie, like two touchdowns happen, and he looks at me, and he goes, what the fuck? He's like, dude, I was gone 10 minutes. I'm like, yeah, man, can't leave your seat this game. Like, you cannot leave your seat. And that's a testament to the game, but also to how terrible the bathrooms are at the Coliseum. (laughs) (laughs) Not in that new stadium, Tug. I know. Are you going to end up taking that other seat with me? I'm either taking that seat or the seat next to you. I I I got seats three and four. Ooh. Right next to the aisle. Ooh. So I don't know who has one and two. Ooh. Ooh. How, how, how much, seriously, how much of those tickets go up if Tom Brady joins the Chargers next year? I'm not even joking. No, how, you're right. You're right. How, how, what's the value of, and by the way, the Patriots do come to L.A. next year to play the Chargers. How much do those season tickets suddenly cost? I'm gonna sell every. I'm gonna sell every ticket. To, I'm gonna be just making money. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna be able to afford to have Nick Delcendro out be out here the whole year. Maybe I'll get him a uh, get him his own couch. No, you you know what they sell? This is pretty funny. You know what they sell at Costco right now? This this should be Nick's bed. It's a it's an ottoman with a pullout bed. Oh, God. <laughs> they sell it for like three hundred bucks. It'd be like that ottoman, but like a lot bigger, and it pulls out into a couch. Perfect for Nick. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't know. He doesn't know what he's walking into. Oh, no. Dude, this was a good list. I'm glad we did this. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's it's a way to, you know, we're going to recap the year, recap the decade. Yeah. I'm curious to know about the Cavs or the Cubs. That's it. That's it. And then I'm going to have to get Prano on the phone here to make our Week 17 picks. He's cut his... 10-point deficit down to two heading into the final week. And remind me, what is the bet? The loser has to wear the L chain the full two weeks in between the championship games and the Super Bowl. Everywhere. Oh, that's going to be great. It's perfect for Nick. Yeah. If he's still here. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> he's still alive. Poor Nick's going to be stuck going to Trader Joe's with me, Costco. He's going to just see, like, my weird life that I have. My dad life. Your dad life. Oh, man. It's offensive to you, It is offensive. Speaking of that. You're canceled. (laughs) Are the kids sleeping right now? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Well, Tug, I appreciate you coming over here, man. Of course. Where can people follow you on Twitter? Tug Coker on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, I had a great time with Kyle Aronofsky. Yeah. Didn't we? It's always fun to be out with the dirt balls. So, uh, you know, hope all the dirt balls out there have a great holiday season. Great New Year's. Do they, do they spell it holiday S-Z-N? That's right. It's holiday season. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Thanks for listening when I'm on. I appreciate it. 
Uh, have a great uh, end of the year, a great start to 2020. I'll be seeing you soon. Cool. Well, we're, we're going to end this section of the show, and I will get Joe Prano on the phone to do our week 17 NFL picks. Joey No Chill Prano. Andy Ruther. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. How is life in the 314? Is that the area code here? That's the area code in St. Louis, yes. Oh, it's it's uh it's pretty good so far. Had some St. Louis pizza last night. Um that's like a Domino's thin crust for anybody that's ever been in St. Louis. Was that Dewey's? Uh Emos. Emos, yeah. Emos. Um, so yeah, there's that. And uh not not a whole lot else. Got got in super late on uh what was that? Sunday night? Yeah. And uh, yesterday was just uh, a chill day and some pizza and some hanging out. Today, worked out, went and did some boxing, and then, you know, wrapped some gifts. Oh, yeah, yesterday went Christmas shopping, too, which was nice. Nice. And I, and I assume you are mentally preparing. You have made an epic comeback. Just a couple weeks ago, you were down 10 points. You have sliced that lead to two heading into, heading into week I'm, 17. Yeah, I'm like, I'm afraid to say it because I don't want to undo the J word. But literally, I was dead and buried until you, you Andy Ruther, until I pushed you to the point in some, in God knows what argument, where you said, well, I'm kicking your ass and fucking pick them and you're never going to beat me i said you 100% guarantee you're like 100% no i don't and think i said i don't think i said 100% but i i'm i'm still confident i'm still confident literally you've been sliding you've been a car sliding on ice ever since that moment i have been so let's get to them now just so everybody knows listening obviously this is a two well, they don't know but this is a tuesday night we're recording christmas eve so things can change so you and i are making some both Ends. We're making risky picks because injuries and it's week 17 and guys might sit. So we got to do what we got to work with, though. And that's what it is. Um, so let's get to our week 17 picks, which the Dirtballs know is sponsored by our friends at GTP Picks. If you're tired of paying money to your bookie, go to GTPPicks.com because they will take care of every question or need that you have. In the gambling world, there are balls. Investing in GTP Picks subscriptions gets you exclusive access to sports betting recommendations sent directly to your email, as well as 24-7 access to the GT Picks team for all things sports betting. GTP Picks has a great deal during the college football season. You can during the bowl season, you can get all the recommendations. For just forty nine ninety nine, this might be my favorite deal that they've done so far, Andy. There's a lot of bowl games. That yeah, we've talked about. I don't know if you know, uh, here in St. Louis, uh, in a stadium of just over six hundred people, they play the Emos Pizza Bowl. Um, so that you know, there's a lot of bowl games. Yeah, is what I'm saying. For forty nine dollars. Yeah, forty nine ninety nine, and just literally, literally, if you get all your bowl picks for forty nine dollars, you're paying somewhere between twelve and thirteen cents per pick. Well, I got an even better deal. If you want to do all sports packages, 
That includes NBA, college football, European soccer. You name it, Joe. You just got to go to gtppicks.com, drop promo code DIRTY, and that gets you 25% off. So they're taking care of you from college football to soccer to NBA, college basketball, you name it. Just go to gtppicks.com, drop promo code DIRTY for 25% off, or the bowl deal for $49.99. If you like making money while watching sports, investing with GTP Picks is a no-brainer. Okay, let's get through these, man. This is going to be tough. Uh, this is going to be tough. Now, Andy, we have, uh, for people who don't know, we have a, uh, a Google Drive uh, file where you have kept all of our picks. Will you be updating that as we go along? Uh, I will. It's right in front of me right now. Okay, great. Because I like to. I have it in front of me right now. I like to see a visual representation of my picks, so I know exactly what I've done. Yeah, I agree. I'm. You, we're men. We're visual guys. That's why guys ask for nudies, right? Like, like we like the visual. Although, I'm pretty imaginative in that mind of mine. I'm just saying, Joe Prano. So if if you ever think about sending me a nudie photo, maybe just send me something dirty in words. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Dolphins-Patriots. The Dolphins are heading to Foxborough, where the Patriots are 15.5-point favorites, according to Caesar Sportsbook, who we always use. Now, the Patriots, by all means, are going to play everybody because they can't lose, because if they lose and the Chiefs win, the Chiefs get the number two seed. Correct. So it's so it's an important game for the Patriots. They have to actually play. Fifteen and a half is a big spread, Joe. Fitzmagic. Is he gonna cover? I am going with Fitzmagic to cover, and I'm going with Fitzmagic to cover for one reason, and that's the backdoor cover. I think the Patriots will have this game pretty well in hand. Um, but the Patriots aren't scoring a ton of points. They uh they were seven point favorites or six and a half point favorites last week against the Bills. The Bills played them close, and then the Patriots ended up covering. But I just, I mean, 16 points in a in a game where, you know, it's week 17. The Dolphins will be going to play spoiler. I mean, they don't even need to win. They just need to play a two-touchdown game. I'm going with the Dolphins. Yeah, and I agree. And I, I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of these similarities. That's That was my take all along. The Patriots aren't blowing teams out. The Dolphins obviously are in games, even when they're losing. And I agree. I, I think the Patriots maybe have a big lead, and then they sit Brady or whoever, Edelman. And, uh, yeah. So, first pick, we're going to have the same. We're both, both going to go with the Dolphins. All right. The Jets travel to Buffalo, where the Bills are a point-and-a-half favorite. Now, this is one of those games where we kind of don't know. I read Sean McDermott said he's going to play his starters, but he also doesn't say for how long. Because the bill, right. the Bills are locked into that number five seed, no matter what happens. Correct. Right. So this is one of those tough games where you say, do you trust the Jets to cover, maybe even win? Because it's, in a way, a meaningless game for the Bills. Off the top of your head, I can look it up. Do you know who the Bills' backup is? Um, Is it... Is it... Uh, is it... Is it... I know um, who it is. Hold on. I, I just I, remembered. You know what? I I do know who it is. It is uh, former USC quarterback Brad Van Pelt. No, it is. It is. You're not getting still former USC it's, quarterback. It's Mark Sanchez. 
Matt Barkley. Oh, wow. It's Matt Barkley? Yeah, he's still in the NFL. Wow. Uh, I think the Bills win in cover. I don't like this pick, I'll be honest, but I'm going to take them. I am going. I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of the same picks. Um, I have the Bills to win and cover as well, but I am going to take the Jets for the moment, just in case we don't have a lot of. In case we do have a lot of the same picks. Okay, gotcha. All right, yeah, because I don't like. I don't feel good about Matt Barkley playing, but I also my mindset on this game is. Do the Jets players really want to play for Adam Gase in their final game of the year? You know, like, I don't see motivation from them. For sure. Okay, the Saints travel to Carolina, who is in just a disaster right now of a tailspin. They are 13-point underdogs at home to the Saints. And this is still, again, an important game for the Saints because the Saints Saints do still have potential. It's, It's a long shot. But they have potential to get a number one seed. I think the Saints... Walk in there and they, uh, it's a big spread. But Will Greer, they're on to Will Greer now. Yeah, I think the Saints annihilate the Panthers. Me too. And I think they do it. They're playing for the one seed, but they're also potentially playing for the two seed. They're not even locked into a, a, a home game in round one, correct? They're locked into a home game. Are they? Yeah. Because, because the the Seahawks lost killed them because. Uh, but what about but the Niners and the Packers could still be one too no. No. So so I I kind of just read all this so basically the night if the Niners lose they lose the division which means they drop down to a a five. Wow. So so it, it's an important game and I agree with you I just think the Saints walk in there and just put up a bunch of points. Yeah. All right, the Browns travel to Cincinnati in the Battle of Ohio. Oh, dear God. This is fitting that I'm home for this. Um, Are you going to go to this game? I will not. I will be at the I will be at the annual Aunt Marilyn Ruther Extended Family Christmas Party. Aunt Marilyn. Okay. And uh, I'm dreading that, by the way. I, I hope she and, and some of my extended relatives, I don't think they listen to the show, but I am dreading that. Um, lots of questions from my relatives who, to be honest, yeah. I'm not the closest with, you know, it's nothing personal, just I'm not that close with. So, uh, can't wait for them to ask me how much I pay in rent. My my, my extended family doesn't fully realize cost of, of living and, Joe, what is it called? Quality of life. <laughs> Thank you very much. They don't fully understand that. Their heads explode when I tell them what rent is out here. Uh, with that being said, the Bengals have locked up the number one, the number one draft pick. Do the, do the Browns have anything to play for? I mean, I think the Browns just have to play for pride. And I, I know that they, I know that they really don't. They haven't shown that that means anything to them whatsoever. But I still think the Browns are far more talented than the Bengals. And I think that, you know, they're they're in a middle draft pick regardless. The Bengals have been pretty much given up. I mean, the Bengals, it took all they had to go to overtime against the Dolphins last week. Those are two really bad teams. I don't think the Browns are that bad. I agree. So we're both going to take the Browns in this game. Yeah. All right, the Packers, who beat some ass on the Vikings in Monday Night Football, travel to Detroit, where they are twelve and a half point favorites. It's a we gotta now now we gotta talk about this before we talk about the game. I don't. I obviously I didn't watch the live episode with you and Tug. I'm looking forward to it dropping on Thursday. Was the uh, 
paper the Packers paper Tigers discussed at all after them just embarrassing Kirk Cousins. Tug Tug is uh, yeah you got to listen to because we do talk about the game. Tug is still not fully on the Packers putting together a complete game, which I understand. You know the first half they had a lot of fumbles, but my response to him on that was they did have three turnovers, two fumbles and interception. They still dominated. They still were only down a point. But but he also said you knew, right? Like everyone in that stadium, everyone watching that game knew when the Packers were only down a point after turning the ball over three times, you knew the second half was going to be ugly. And it was for the Vikings. I think if their defense plays the way it did, I mean, it's a pass rush. Come on. And they're going to be in Lambeau, probably with at least the number two seed. Uh and if they're running the ball now, now Tug is, you know, he's he's not convinced Aaron Rodgers is where he was at, and and I might agree maybe, but I also think uh, you know playoffs are a different story. I, as much as I don't want to do this, I think they they beat the shit out of the Lions. Uh, I agree. I'm I'm with you on the Packers, and and by the way, that that game made me feel a lot of things that I already felt. I think the Packers. That was a bad interception from uh, Rodgers in the first half, but everybody's prone to throw a bad interception from time to time. Fumbles are something that, like, you're not going to necessarily fumble the ball all the time. I think that was a great game for the Packers on the road to take that division. And also, like, I've dealt with Vikings fans and Minnesota fans in general in my mansions and my DMs for years. I have been, I'm the ultimate, I mean, everybody remembers me shitting on Goldberg's love of Kirk Cousins. Like, we're done with Kirk Cousins once and for all, right? That was bad. Yeah, and, and I said, you know, it's it's him and Andy Dalton, I see just eye to eye. They, they just can't win when it matters. Prime time, when the lights are on, and both can put up great numbers, especially Cousins, even better. I mean, Cousins... And, po- and, and the thing with Cousins is, I know that that he was getting a lot of pressure in that game, but they needed two throws. They needed him to make two throws in that game to win the game. Two, like he, if he had made two more throws in that game than he did, they win. And he he didn't make them. Yeah, I, at this point, I agree with you. I mean, all nine Monday night losses are definitely not solely on him. No one can say that, but. When you get that many, you know what I'm saying? Like at a certain point, you're oh for nine. Like you have- and also, and, and the other thing with the criticism of of oh, you're going to shit on Kirk Cousins when the offensive line didn't protect from him is I have said for years Kirk Cousins falls apart when people are getting pressure on him, and obviously it's much harder to quarterback when guys are getting pressure. But every once in a while, if you're a really good quarterback, you're going to have a game where they get to you and you figure out a way to win regardless. And he's never literally in his life one time shown that he can get beat up a little bit, pick himself up off the ground, and lead his team to a victory. Yeah, and another thing about that game, which is crazy, to bring it back to the Packers, Aaron Rodgers threw for 200 yards, not even a touchdown pass, and they still dominated. And that's, again, another reason why, come playoff time, I think he's just adapted his game. He knows he doesn't have to do as much. And I their running game is great and their defense is great. Yeah. So so why adapt? So we're both going to take the Packers. All right. The Chargers are nine point underdogs in Arrowhead against the Chiefs. This is an interesting one now. 
the Chiefs, again, have something to play for. I feel like the Chargers always play them tough. I'm leaning right now towards the Chargers. Now, now again, like you said, I, I think the Dirtballs will at least understand. If, if certain guys aren't playing, and I haven't fully looked into this game, to be honest, I think we're allowed to change our picks. That's only fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but right now, put me down for the Chargers. Look, I think nine is a lot for this game, too. Uh, Chargers play better on the road than they do at home because in at home they're getting smacked in the face with you don't have any fans, whereas, like, on the road they are uh, – they at least know they're going into a bad situation. I really want to take the Chargers too, but I just see the way this is lining up. Um, I'm going to need four or five different picks, so I'm going to take the Chiefs. All right, and real quick on uh, one more note on that. I don't know if you saw it. Philip Rivers said it's very, it's it's actually depressing. Like like he was just a defeated man in the press conference after the the uh, Raiders game at home last week. Of he's just like I'm just we're just used to it. We're used to not having it, and he said, I feel for the young guys on the team. He goes, because they never got to experience any home field advantage the last three, four years, or the last three years like I got to in San Diego. I mean, it was a man broken saying that. It was it was sad to see. Yeah. But that, guess what, Philip? If you're playing on the team next year, your boy's going to be up there. Section, uh, I don't forget my section. Anyway, who cares? All right, uh, Bears-Vikings. Now, this is one of those games. We just talked about the Vikings. Joe, just so you know, quick heads up, the line opened at minus 7.5 Vikings. Now it's down to minus 1. The Vikings are locked into a 5 seed. Um, Right. I don't, you know, some are saying Cousins needs to get that bad taste out of his mouth, so he should play, but obviously... Um, Dalvin Cook is not playing. I forget who their number two is not playing. Uh, who's their uh, Who's their good linebacker? Uh, Mikel, uh What's his name? Anyway. anyway, I forget his name, but he's not playing. So, like, this is one of those games where you don't know what the Bears are going to do either. Um, I'm going to say this: meaningless game, kind of all around. I'm taking the Vikings. Yeah, I agree too, because that's what I was. Because it sounds to me like they're going to play Cousins. Um, to, again, try to get that stink out of his mouth. Okay, Falcons, Bucks. Now, this is either minus one or even. I have it at even under Caesars Palace. Um, this is in Tampa Bay. I have to take the Falcons in this. There's just no I'm, way in the last game of the year I can take the Bucks. I'm 100% taking the Falcons. Bucks are going for if the Bucks if the Bucks lose this game, they go seven and nine. Correct? Yeah, and I think if the if the, do the Falcons go seven and nine if they win this game? Yeah, and uh. But put me against Jameis Winston getting the fucking winning season all day, every day. Although, the last remaining home game for the Chargers that has not been determined yet is against the third place NFC South team, which could possibly be the Bucks. So I don't know what has to happen for that. I would love that, which means I could go possibly see Jameis live next year. And to witness an interception live would maybe be a bucket list. Andy, I, I texted it to you, and I don't know how we didn't think about this before, but how have we not already done, I intercepted this t-shirt from Jameis Winston? How have we not brought that back? I know. We did it with Romo. We did it with Cutler. If Jameis Winston throws more interceptions than both of them combined, yeah. if he is in the league next year, especially if he's starting for the Bucks, we are bringing that t-shirt yeah. back. Yeah, and, and everybody's going to buy him. It's a great t-shirt. Okay, Steelers who have a very important game, they have to win, 
travel to Baltimore. Now, Baltimore is not starting Lamar Jackson. Mark Ingram is out. They're sitting um, a lot of their defensive players, including Earl Thomas. The Steelers are back to the duck because Mason Rudolph is out. Talk about your all-time fuck you games. Like, how the fuck do you pick that one? I don't know. That's what I'm just thinking. Because RG3, to me, is a competent backup. Yeah. I, honestly, if if RG3 was playing with a backup running back, I'm like, fine. It's really the sitting of the defensive players more. Um, it's tough. But the Steelers have not looked good the last couple of weeks. I mean, they lost to the fucking Jets. I'm still taking the Steelers. It's a tough one. Put me down for the Steelers for now, and I, I may come back to that. I, I think we're going to get into some different picks here in the next few, hopefully. Yeah. All right, so we have the Redskins-Cowboys. Oh, this is going to be a tough one. Give me the Redskins. Cowboys at this point being favored by 11 points over anybody to me is offensive. Oh, man. I don't want to do this, do I? It is offensive. Do I really want to take the Cowboys? Do I really want to? 11 is so big. Fuck it. (laughs) I'm going to be. This is a reckless decision. 11. That's a big spread. I'm going Cowboys. I have to. That's. I already feel that's going to be one I'm going to regret. All right, the Titans-Texans. Now, Joe, I don't understand this spread. I just don't understand it. The Titans are a favorite on the road, but from everything I read, the Texans are playing their starters. Is that, I mean, right. is that, is that, am I missing something here? No, I think, I guess it's just, are they for sure playing them? Will yeah. Bill, will Bill, Bro, Bill O'Brien be convinced he's wrong? Um, well, I'm assuming well, Will Fuller. Not playing. Yeah, he's not. And real quick, sorry to hop in here, but uh, also the Texans will know ahead of time if they have a chance to move up in the seating by games being played earlier. Does that make sense? So, th- yeah. so, so what people are saying is he's saying this now by the time their game is because they're a late game. He might not play their guys. And Vegas is probably doing, on that. doing that. That's why the Titans are three and a half point favorites. Who do you got, though? I'm going to take the Titans. I think it's a must win for them. Regardless, the uh, Texans beat them on the road in Tennessee, and I see the Titans getting revenge. Yeah. So you think they cover three and a half? I do. Not really, but, uh, you know, what do you like? If I like him at two and a half and I like him at fucking three uh, and a push, I, I mean, it's week 17. Anything is possible. Am I really going with the Texans for that half point? Let me pull up because I do want to look. I'm curious who the backup is for the Texans if Watson doesn't play. It is A.J. McCarron. Hmm. It's just, I don't know, this is one of those fishy spreads. Again, I I understand everything we're talking about, but I just, they're three and a half road favorites. That's a huge favorite for Indivision. Um... I am going to go. Oh, that defense is so suspect too for the Texans right now. I feel. Um, I'll go Texans right now. 
Can I can I can I can I possibly revisit that one? Yeah, put it in pink, bro. Cool. Uh all right. The Colts, your guy, Jacoby Brissett, three and a half point favorites on the road. Pretty sure his name is Josie. Travels to Minshew Mania in Jacksonville. Three and a half point Colts favorites. A lot on the line for Tuck Coker, as everyone who would have listened to earlier in this episode knows. If they win eight games, he wins money. So, uh, in fact, his son's Paw Patrol Christmas gift might be returned if they don't cover, is what I said. So, uh, a lot riding on this. Shout out to shout out to uh, Tug's son. So, what do we think here, Prano? Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I mean, w- one thing is for sure, it's a it's a pretty difficult uh, line to pick a winner on, um, despite the fact that the Colts, you know, were Super Bowl contenders and the Jaguars lost their starting quarterback early in the year. Um, you know, they're, they're closer than you would think. And I, 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 I mean, here we go again. I'm not, I'm not falling for the bait. It's too late. I got shit to do. Uh, I am going to take the Colts. I'm actually taking the Colts because it's on the road. Uh, I just think they'll, they'll show up in, in sunny Jacksonville. Um, I really don't want to because I could, you know. You could use a pick there. I could use a pick. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I already know we're going to agree on the next one. We're both taking the Giants? I'm 100%. I, I'm really interested in this being a four-and-a-half-point favorite. It is a little ridiculous. Uh, I don't know what people saw in the Eagles. I mean, I picked the Eagles last week because I did. I don't believe in the Cowboys. But, I, spoiler, I don't believe in the Eagles. Um I'm not sure if you started a 16-game regular season right now in the NFC East that the Redskins don't win it, that the Giants don't win it, that the Cowboys don't win it. I mean, I know we're in Week 17, and you know everybody could call me a fucking Giants homer or whatever, but I don't. I I can I could not say for sure right now this week out of any of the four who for sure is the best team in the NFC East. Well, on paper, but doesn't mean anything. It's the Cowboys. Yeah, on paper, the Cowboys have were better at every position than the fucking Eagles last week. Yeah, I mean, it, it all goes back to coaching for them. But I, I agree. I think the Giants, it's a winnable game. Four and a half to me is just, it's going to be a close. I, I don't know how it's not a close. I'd be shocked if this wasn't a close game. I agree. All right. Raiders Broncos. Now the Raiders, a lot has to happen. The Raiders do have an outside shot of making the playoffs. Now you you got here on the on our spreadsheet. Is the line Broncos minus three and a half? It is. I'm gonna take the Raiders. I just I mean I don't I I, I, I agree. I could see the Raiders winning this game, and if you can see a team winning the game, the three and a half just seems too much. And I don't know if you saw this, but uh, there's some reports that uh, Derek Carr might be donezo with John Gruden. That Gruden doesn't like Carr? He's just not exciting enough. He wants a guy who can, uh, apparently, I I mean, again, this is insider talk, but I I read some things today. I forget who it was from, but uh, he wants more of a gunslinger, and and he's more, Gruden loves, quote-unquote, the modern-day quarterback. That you know the the Kyler Murray type, or maybe a Deshaun Watson, or guys who can be more mobile, guys who can also sling it. 
and and and, and I, apparently from the inside, again, who knows if this is true? He just views he views Carr as like he's a good safe quarterback. He's at a career high in completion percentage this year, seventy percent. But but he, I, mean, he, I, I, he, I feel like I feel like Carr is pretty mobile, and I guess if you got if you wanted a guy, it it seems hard to teach a guy to play safer but you wouldn't think it would be that hard to teach a guy to play less safe yeah i don't know he he just wants a guy who can sling it and i guess he doesn't feel that car can just sling it didn't car throw like 70 passes a game in college yeah i don't know maybe Jameis winston goes to uh oh my god can can you imagine can you imagine him at like an all-you-can-eat seafood buffet in las vegas could you imagine him actually becoming jamarcus winston (laughs) 2019, man. Anything is possible. Almost 2020. Anything is really possible. Okay. Cardinals, Rams. Most lines have this off because Kyler Murray status. Right. So the only one that I found was seven and a half. We can change this Um, because of that. Like, like I said, this is just one of those most people have it or not. Yeah. Caesars doesn't have it listed right now. Um, in fact, half the, half the betting agencies that I get it from don't half have it at seven and a half. So are we picking it at seven and a half? We can always go back on this one. I, I I think we pick it at seven and a half. I send you a text Sunday. We decide. How about that? So, so just do this. We're picking it seven and a half with Brett Hundley playing because he's the backup for Arizona. Got it. And if if it changes, you and I can change our picks. I'm going to take the Rams if Brett Hundley's playing. Yeah, to cover. I agree. We're we're in agreement there. But but this changes if if Kyler Murray's playing. Right. Okay. All right. And the last game is uh, for the NFC West title. The Niners are three point road doll or three point road favorites. Excuse me. In Seattle, who's had no home field advantage this year, they've lost three. They could have lost four. I am all in on the 49ers in this game. Yeah. No running backs for Seattle. Marshawn uh, is back. But it, yeah, Marshawn Lynch is back. But, but I mean, that's where they're at in the running back situation. They lost an offensive lineman last week. They have been suspect at home. And, uh, and I just, I mean, the pass rush of the Niners. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I said that to Tug earlier in the show. He asked me who I was looking. I said I said this was as, as of last night. I was definitely leaning towards the 49ers for everything you said. I mean, Marshawn Lynch is a great story, but he's been sitting on a couch. So, and I'm not saying he can't do it because uh, we saw it last year with uh, Anderson for the Rams got off the couch and had some great games, including a good playoff game against the Cowboys. But I don't know, man. I I, I just that pass rush is uh, is too good, and also. You know, they lost at home to the Seahawks in a game which I think they should have probably won. Uh, I think this game is going to – the winner, the, it's going to come down to defenses. The, the Seahawks defense has to show up. Okay, so as of now, Joe, we have one, two, three, four – just four different picks. I will stick with the Texans because of that. Um. Okay, so you're sticking with the Texans. I am going to have to change some picks here, Andy, if you're okay with that. Yeah, go for it. I am going to take the uh, Ravens. Okay. And 
and I'm going to take uh, the Jaguars. Ah, oh. my my there, thinking that's here, so that's so fitting. That uh, it's it's good for the show. My thinking here is uh, multi level, but much like last week, uh, you got to figure, you know, like great. If I go six and zero or I go five one, awesome. Uh, like you deserve to lose. If I go four and two, totally reasonable. At least I've pulled into a playoff uh, tiebreaker. Yeah. Um, you know, if I go three and three, I lose. If I if I do any worse than three and three, I lose. So basically, I've got to get one more game right than you, which will make for a two point uh, swing, and uh, and you know, get me into a multi playoff round tiebreaker. Yeah. We've never gone so, to the playoffs. We've never had that happen. So that's my strategy here. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of myself for pulling this close. I'm, I'm proud of you for jinxing yourself. And uh, let's see if I can, if, if miracles can happen here. Well, I believe, actually, I know this is the five-year anniversary of you having a meltdown thanks to Mike Smith and his Tevas. And dying my hair purple. Yeah, and you had to dye your hair purple. That was week 17 in 2014. And I properly dyed my hair purple and somehow managed to clean it off without turning my bathroom into a fucking murder scene. Can you explain that? You've taken, you've, you've made some uh, assertions. Just explain everything to the dirt balls. This is pretty funny. Kyle Aronofsky, uh, you know, Jersey's own, came, uh, he rented the, Dirtball B- Airbnb. Tom's River, uh, New Jersey zone. Yeah. He stayed at my place and he was like, just FYI, I dyed my hair red for whatever fucking emo <laughs> concert he went to. <laughs> he went to see, I don't know, the Passion of the Christ or whatever. Um, He's Jewish. Why is he seeing that? <laughs> I don't know. You know, he, he, he went to see one of those bands that like teenage girls in the early 2000s cut their upper thighs to. My Chemical Romance, uh, I believe. Yeah, yeah, my chemical romance, something like that. Dashboard confessional. Um, and he dyed his hair red and then he was like, Just FYI, I dyed my hair red. I think I, I you know, I got one of your towels red when I cleaned it off and it should come out with soap and water. Which first of all wasn't true. It didn't didn't come out when I cleaned it. Second of all, I went into my shower and it looked like he be- beheaded a fucking <laughs> Tie a hooker in there and it shook was, her out. It was a it scene, like, scene out of American like, Psycho. Yeah, look where like where Kathy Griffin did her photo shoot with the Trump head. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was, I was like, did did Kyle bring a teenage girl here and try to shake her period out of her? You gotta love it, Prado. The history of dirtballs staying at our apartments. I mean, I still have milkshake stains from two trays, RIP two trays. Now we have this with Aronofsky. It's like, bro, the dirt balls are just reckless. Reckless. But uh, that's uh, that's that's my pick, Sandy. And uh, I'm 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 hoping here for I'm hope. Like I said, I'm I'm pulling for a tie here. I'm I'm hoping for a tie. Yeah, I know. I, I'm I'm weary. I, I just know. I know how this has been going for me. Well, those are the picks. Week 17. We're finally here at the end of the season. And that is our show. Guys, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Ruther. You can follow Joe Prano. Where can they follow you, Joe? Uh, at Joe Prano on Instagram. Instagram's all that matters. I fix your life on Twitter. JoePrano.com for shows. Got a bunch of shows coming up. So follow me there. Awesome. All right, Dirt Balls. 
enjoy the new year. Our next episode is going to be a best of our highlights from 2019. That will be dropping on Monday, December 30th. Have a great holidays. Have a great new year. And most importantly, stay dirty.